This is All About Home Construction. And here's your hosts, Terry Canelbeck and Randy Blake. That's right. Good morning, Randy. Morning, Terry. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you. We are here. We are live in the studio. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you later. Yeah. Bye. Oh, no, 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 no. We got a show to do. I uh, appreciate all of our listeners out there and uh, being in contact with us the last two weeks and, and checking in on us. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Yes, we do. And uh, so we appreciate it. That's it. Got my, got my second COVID shot yesterday. I'm ready to roll. Bring it on. I've had my first. So, so far, I feel good. A little sore. A little, little sore arm. I, w- I wouldn't be hammering anything with my left arm today, but. So far, other than that, no big deal. So we'll hope that it continues that route. So, uh, but how, how are things? Uh, how, how did the did the dinner turn out? For Excellent. Good. Sorry, guys, it wasn't good enough for I couldn't. You know, due to governor's orders, I could not serve the public right. in it. So I had to do uh, members members and guests mm-hmm. only. Uh, I did have leftovers, and I. Cut them all up, put a potato, carrot, uh, cabbage, and a slice of corned beef in it. And the next day, they was all gone. That's sweet. I sold it for five dollars, like that. Sweet. And uh, so we do appreciate everybody. Good uh, we will be having a fish fry. Okay. Next month, drive through. Will that be open then to, to anyone? Anybody that comes up. Uh, now yeah. you know members can come in the building right. and guess, but. Well, maybe you the, never know. We might get released. I, I was going to say maybe maybe the the governor will open some things up and and you guys by then can can start to serve inside. It'd be great. And uh, in June now, I don't know if y'all went to the parade, Christmas parade, right? At the Parks and Rec, but Big Dave was our Santa Claus, and we lost Big Dave. You know that was a hard show sure. that Saturday we did. Yeah. Uh, so we will be having a benefit ride. We don't have all the details worked out. Uh, Big Dave had a granddaughter that was about three months old, and he got uh-huh. to see her one time. Good. I'm glad he got to see her. He finally got to see her and shocked us all because we were actually, the day before he went in the hospital, we was talking about going to the coast right. this month to go fishing. Yep. And uh, and it happened that fast. So enjoy life because you never know. That's it. So you think the, uh, the the bike ride will take place in the summer? Yeah, in June. June. And we have then we have a rain date. We're just working out all the details Good. and stuff, but this is to go to Dave's granddaughter. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Well, good, good. That'll be cool. And, uh, yeah, no, that keep us keep us up to date when things get finalized. And everyone should tentatively put it on the calendar in June. And be ready for it. So, well, we would appreciate it, and we thank everybody out there that supports the VFW. That's it. So. No, we, look, I mean, we appreciate what the VFW has done and what those people have done. It uh, means a lot to us, so, you know, that's it's cool. So, yeah, I suspect there'll be a lot of people getting the bikes out this next week. It, 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 well, they've once, already started because well, it was pretty nice. You Yesterday know, so. was pretty sweet, and the problem is there's a little bit of rain showers. There's going to be a little little rain and thunderstorms and stuff the next couple of days, and then Monday I think it's going to be decent, and Tuesday is a small chance of rain, Tuesday, Wednesday. So. Well, just Maybe remember. Maybe out of here by the weekend. Bikers get hurt. Oh, I know. So pay attention. That's it. You know, I've had – now, I hadn't rode now in 30-some years, but that's one thing my wife asked me 
not to do when yep. we got married was ride anymore, but I had more scares on a motorcycle sure. of cars pulling out because they're so small. Yep. Even though that bike I had weighed 700 pounds, it still had a low profile. That's the problem, yeah. Well, and, and it's, yeah, it, it, it's... I mean, think about how even in a car, you know, how many people pull out in front of you. It's hard yeah. enough, you know, and uh, being on a bike, yeah. And then you got the guys, people on the bicycles. Yeah. You know, and that's even scary because, you know, they ride a lot in Valacruces yeah. and stuff, and that's open highway. So. Yep. so definitely watch out. It's that time of year. It's springtime, almost Easter. And, uh, you know, spring actually began last weekend. Last Saturday was the first day of spring. Well, you know, in February was the first time in my life that I seen the peep frogs out. Yeah. And generally, uh, by the 23rd is generally the first time that you ever hear them. Yep. And they've already laid eggs. They've already hatched. And now that they're trying to get to the creek and it's the 27th. Yep. Well, I had, uh, we went off the mountain. The first Saturday, a couple Saturdays ago, the first Saturday I missed, and um, we were helping some helping mom and dad do some stuff. And dad's building blew off; the roof blew off. Now the building's older than I am. It's essentially a, a tractor shed with that's turned into a woodshed. Um, but the roof blew off the top, and there's just two walls standing up. <laughs> so dad, uh, he's he's still getting over his ankle surgery that he had no, over the winter. So I had to go up and. Try to take care of it before it completely fell and destroyed stuff. Yeah, but Megan found a little little gardener, little garden snake, a little ring neck snake. Yeah. It's the first snake I've seen of the year a couple it, weeks ago. And if you know anybody. Now, I was off the mountain, granted, but. Uh, well, that's the reason you wasn't that's here. That's why I wasn't here. But, was it I mean, really? Do you really consider that off the mountain being the Virginia Scout Mountains? Well, so they are literally <laughs> at the foot of the mountain. Like when you walk out in the mom and dad's front yard, you see Interstate 77 going up through to Fancy Gap. So they're literally at the foot of the mountain. Doesn't get any closer. Any closer, they'll be on the mountain. And if you know anybody needing any hay, I've got four by five bales Good. of roll hay for sale. $25 a roll. And it's nice. Dry. So. Nice. It's good. Good. Uh, last year was decent hay. I mean, it was, it was a good year. Compared but, to the, yeah. year, the year before, and then, you yeah. know, the year before, we had to really fight it because of right. the rains, and we had a lot of weeds in it. This, yep. this is pretty clean hay. So. Good. Good. And you can call 297-2069 and leave us your number. Good and, deal. Because I really think spring is coming, but that'll give people the opportunity that don't have the grass. It, that, you know, I, I was noticing the trees, right? I mean, speaking of going off the mountain, you know, I mean, I noticed some of the some of the pear trees and stuff were starting to, to flower, to blossom out. Mm-hmm. Um, up at Mom and Dad's, there was a lot of peach trees and apple trees. And I noticed the peach trees, they weren't they weren't blooming but you could start to see the buds popping, um, and then you get up here though, and like like yesterday, I went to uh, was driving up through towards Grandfather Mountain, and it's it, it's it's brown still, you know. So it's, Correct. It's it's, it's interesting. Out, I mean, out yeah, there, it, within you know, just just exactly, just one end of the county to the other almost. Well, you know, we used to cut fields of matney, mm-hmm. and as a rule of thumb, when we get through. At Valacruces, then it'd be two weeks before the yeah. hay came in up Matney, yeah. because you know the altitude and stuff. It definitely makes a difference. It's interesting, isn't it? But, so. Well, 
Should we take a break or should we hear from someone else? We've got a guest this morning. Our guest is a little busy. What's up, buddy? Hi. How are you, man? Good. You, uh, he was telling me, Randy, a minute ago about building leprechaun traps. So, first, you probably won't um, get, get the leprechaun, but if you make it on your own, he left me a silver dollar. It's a coin that is one dollar, and it's really cool. First, you get because inflation, he couldn't afford the gold. The gold. All right, so here's my question. You ready? Ready for this, Franklin? Mm -hmm. Would you rather have a pot of gold or a hundred dollar bill? Pot of gold. Pot of gold. What if it's a small pot of gold? Mm, it'll be probably worth still thousands. Oh, oh, smart yeah, kid. All right, all right. You you, you want to know how much gold costs right now? How much? You uh, you, I don't have one close by. You know what a double A battery is, right? It's probably in the back of your games or something. <laughs> so if you hold a double A battery, that's about a about a a gram, right? Mm-hmm. That much gold. If you held that, if you put it on a scale, right, and had that much gold, guess how much it costs? How? It's like seventeen hundred dollars. I don't even know what the price is today, but it, it's around seventeen hundred dollars. One thousand seven hundred dollars. Wow, that's a lot. So even a small pot of gold. And I have a little question for you. Okay. What is the tallest tree? The tallest tree in the world. In the world. Hmm. It's gonna be out west. No. <laughs> it is that way. <laughs> I know the oldest is one of the Joshua trees, but they're no. not that tall. It's called the redwood. If you probably chopped down a redwood, I mean, if you probably got people all around a redwood, it will probably take 10 to 20 people Whoa. to get around. That's one of those redwood. that like you can you used to see pictures of people driving through it, huh? Yep. Yeah. That's cool. And, you know, the redwood trees propelled the Industrial Revolution in the housing industry because they were so big that they could build X amount of houses out of it. Right. And uh, and I'm glad the federal government stopped in and made them national forests so there wouldn't be any more timber. But, I mean, they still timber redwood, but they're selective timber. Right. And I'll show you. I don't have any redwood at the house, but. Redwood is a light wood, and it has. We have a tree here called the hemlock, and mm-hmm. hemlock has properties where it's it doesn't beautiful. rot. I love hemlock. Hemlock's a beautiful and, wood uh, too. It, good to work with. But the redwood has the same kind of properties where insects don't uh, eat it, and it will last a long time out in the weather. Right. Pretty yeah. cool, huh? Yeah. So you want to know the oldest trees? Yeah. The oldest trees in the world are called, I lost it. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, bristle bristle cone pine trees. And so you can find them in places like Utah and California. Kind of in like the deserty type, not not really the desert, but like the arid type areas. But they're like thousands of year old trees. They're wow. pretty cool. And they're still alive. They look pretty gnarly. They, they look like. Like they, I mean, they don't really look like big bushy trees. They're kind of rough-looking trees. Think about some of the trees up on Grandfather Mountain, see, because of the uh-huh. they're getting pruned every winter. Yeah, 
or every, every time it frosts up on that mountain, they're getting pruned, and then the high wind takes the top off them. Because yep. I remember on Beach Mountain when I was a kid, the beech trees, they were all about the same height. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's exactly the same thing, right? So you, these trees come from uh, very cold temperatures. I mean, it's some of the higher elevations there, and uh, it, 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 it's the same way. But So they grow slow, and it's just a lot of wood, you know, not, not a lot of, not a lot of uh, brush, you know, a lot of green but they're uh, some of them are five thousand years old the uh it says the heights can be 50 feet tall with a trunk diameter of 154 inches it's a pretty big tree well you know we uh when i was 16 year old we was working on beach mountain we had to cut a beech tree down that was nearly eight foot across and i'm going how are we gonna cut this tree down you know being 16 year old yeah and that 32 inch bar <laughs> and it was hollow yeah the whole tree was hollow, yeah. but it had been a great fort. Yep. That's it. Well, we'll take a break. The current gold price, Franklin, right now, today, right this minute, $1,700. Wow. Actually, $1,725.90. I... Go find the gold. I have a question. I thought we were going to be talking about hardwood Flooring. We're working on that. Yeah, don't don't trees? don't don't give our secrets away. We'll be back to talk about that. Construction here on WATA. Give us a call, 262-1567. Check out the Facebook page, All About Home Construction. We'll put your questions and information on the air as well. Yes. It's good stuff. So, uh, but, so, all right, Franklin, what, what were we going to talk about today? I think hardwood flooring that you said. Wait, are you, we talking about yeah. You want to talk about it? I always like sure. talking about hardwood floors. Well, here's. I know one is a maple. Mm-hmm. It's a big. That's popular. And is another one is red oak. Red oaks are probably the most popular. Right now, at this time. It, yeah. It goes between it, red oak and white oak because of the durability. Yep. Of the product, maple's a good durable wood. You got yeah. ash, hickory, and uh, the reason we're talking about hardwood is because I actually had a hardwood installer that installs for me and he wanted to let people want us to do a show on why hardwood flooring is out of sight right well and, that's right so we've talked a lot over the last month well, over the last year basically of um the you know prices and, and we, we we check in we, we've, we've seen the osb prices and uh some so the plywood and what, what's it running today what's what's uh the first the last week it got up to 39 dollars a sheet okay Nearly forty dollars, and then by Wednesday it's down to thirty six, and today it's down to thirty four. Okay, that's still Which, rough. With pre-COVID, we were paying 
four dollars and something, five dollars a sheet. Yeah. And then we watched it go to six something a sheet, and then we watched it go to nine dollars yep. a sheet, and then we watched it disappear. Yep. I mean, Lowe's is holding a lot of it because if you go in there, you can see it. But, right. Uh, a Vantech flooring went to sixty dollars a sheet two weeks yep. ago. Yeah, it's rough. It's that's and, rough. It makes it hard to hard to judge. I know. was pricing a job out on LVLs, and I can't even get LVLs to the. Well, it's coming down to the end of the month, but this is like the tenth. Mm. That's rough. Well, and that's the thing. So, I mean, obviously, hardwood floors is a lumber product. Um, so, therefore, it's going to, you know, it, it's it's changing and fluctuating as 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 much, or maybe even more though than than some of the other places. You know, I mean, some of the uh, it, it it used to be. You know, you go back the the early two thousands, late. You know, the, up into the teens, um, you could get you could get red or white oak. You know, in the neighborhood of dollar seventy five foot from finished. You know, I mean, you could get a little cheaper, a little more depends on the grade. Um, right. You know, but it you it, it as a as a ballpark, I always figured even after, uh, um, you know, after the delivery fees and taxes and all that, you could you could you could safely as far as like a, an estimate part goes not not a not like a true estimate but like a a general you know then it cost about this kind of money two dollars a foot would get it right and that's including yeah. all of it and uh, i remember and, and, bidding on projects yeah. and people going that's outrageous i yeah. can get it at, at such and such a company for uh-huh. x amount of dollars yep. and i'm going you get what you pay right for. well but but even at two dollars a foot i mean again that was a broad paintbrush that you know when you when you get the tire kicker, so to speak, right? Yeah. Uh, but but my two dollars a foot, that was I wasn't losing money on uh, underlayment or shipping and stuff like that. So I, you know, so the wood itself was, was you know, dollar fifty, dollar seventy five. I mean, the grades, right? That 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 makes a huge difference because yeah. there's a fluctuation. But now, what's it running now? Uh, I called HS Green. You know, we've had him. Yep. He owns uh, Hidden Happiness Bees. He also owns Dream Home Moldings. And uh, to get a cost on Red Oak unfinished, yep. uh, two and a quarter oak, it's between 5 and $6 a square foot now. Yep. And then he said, you know what the problem is? Getting it. Yeah. Because the lumber, lumber yards are full. That's, that's with rough. lumber, but there's nobody solid. Nobody can get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually talked to another gentleman, and he was talking about his uncle's logging crew. He generally keeps four crews in the woods all year long. Right. Last year, he had one crew that probably worked two months all year. Mm. So, I mean, everything's shut down. Yeah. And it's not really opened up at all, even though we need it to. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and uh, so it's getting a little ridiculous. That's what's causing all these prices going exactly, up. Exactly, exactly. And, and I got a few few theories on this too. But we have a caller on the air. Good, good morning, caller. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Let me turn the radio down. <laughs> good morning. How are you, Virginia? I'm doing great. Listen. I wanted to comment on two or three things y'all were talking about this morning. Number one, I'm a eyewitness to what goes on on Grandfather Mountain. I'm looking out at the mountain right now. And uh, you all are so right about how the wind and the frost 
keep everything down. I've never walked up to the top of the mountain from this. Well, I've never walked up there, but Tom lived in this community two-tenths of a mile from where we live now, and he used to walk up there, and he said, when you get up <clears throat> close to the top, the, the brush is so thick you walk on top of it. Yes. And it's real, real tight. But um, you can watch spring come, summer come from our house. You see it greed up down at the bottom, and it greens up gradually till it's, it's the 1st of June before it turns green at the top. Isn't that crazy? Um, but anyway, it's a, it's a wonder of God to watch that. But I wanted to comment on the prices of the lumber and the problems. I talked to a sawmiller about two and a half years ago. He had called me about <clears throat> what was going on internationally and nationally. Um, I bet the man had nothing more than a high school education, but you know he was brilliant. And he predicted all of this to me. He said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, things are going to start shutting down because uh, we're having problems with trade. And um, he didn't foresee COVID, of course. And what Randy's talking about, having trouble finding people to work, uh, it's, it's a huge problem for us. But we've always gone through these economic cycles um, where you've got, uh, well, it's the basic law of economics, and I don't know a whole lot about economics. I understand supply and demand. Uh, when there's a big demand, and right now housing is in big demand, renovations in big demand, people are staying home. That's... And you all know that. You talk about it a lot on the weekends. Uh, there's just a real combination of factors occurring right now, and I, I think... Uh, this will pass, and other things will happen, but I don't think you're ever going to see the prices of lumber come down. I mean, we used to be in the construction business ourselves, and, oh, when the price of two-by-fours would go up a nickel, whew, we'd right. just sweat it out. Well, you know... As contracts, you were in trouble. I know what Randy's talking about, and uh, my daughter's in the landscaping business, and so they do timbers. They can't get timbers. They yep. can't get treated timbers these days. Well, and, and, you know, and, and the, the the catch too is, you know, like, like you talk about contracts. Like you bid on a job, and, and 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 she's in the same way with the landscape, right? I mean, if I came to her this week and I said, okay, this is what I want, you know, she she figures out, okay, I can I can do it for X amount of dollars. Well, when you got lumber that changes so frequently and so rapidly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 I, mean, yeah. I was cute about that. My husband, I complained about the price of bananas one time. I came home. My husband said, can you grow them for that? Right. And I said, no. He said, then don't complain. Yeah. So <laughs> yep. I, my feeling is, okay, uh, I, well, I cannot... I cannot produce that lumber myself. Right. And if I'm in great need of it, then I'm going to buy it. Sure. I mean, again, I'm not it's, in as great a need as I yeah. thought I was when I see the price. Then I don't buy it. But it's 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 a real it's a real problem for us right now. So many things going against the small business person. So many things going against it. This um, high uh, the high amount of money we're paying people to be unemployed. So that they don't want to go to work. Um, That's the problems we're having. The problems that are we're having with trade. It's a very complicated issue. And um, what impressed me so much with this logger was how much he understood 
um, the complicated issues. Right. Now, and uh, was expressing his concern to me about well, this. So I, I just would urge people who are listening who may be in the receiving end of a contractor asking for work to be done to understand that it's not the contractor's fault what's happening. It's, it's a, a world economy, and uh, it's often policies by your government, um, and that makes a big difference. I got a technical question for you, Virginia. You know, with all this, you know, the Home Builders National Home Builders Association put an article out that said the cost of the home lumber prices itself has gone up one hundred thirty thousand or one hundred thirty percent in the last year. But what about appraised values of homes? How are they going to appraise now that the lumber's went up one hundred thirty percent? Well, that's interesting because I had somebody talk to me this week about that, Randy. That. A family had bought a house for about $30,000. It had been appraised for 30000 They did some work to it, but not certainly a whole lot. And the realtor, they decided they wanted to sell it, and the realtor appraised it for $90,000. Whoa. Wow. And what they're worried about now is what if they don't sell it? Are they going to get hit with that appraisal with the property taxes? Yep. Um, and that's a big, another big issue. So you brought up a great issue. How is that going to be factored in? And frankly, I don't know how they do it at the county level. Um, I, I, I'm assuming they do it based on um, comparable properties being sold uh, without taking into consideration um, what the current prices are, but of course the current prices are going to be reflected in how much it would cost to replicate the building, right? right? Yeah. So uh, existing buildings, as I understand it right now, are a much better deal than building a new place because of the high prices of everything. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we all have to have continuing education now to keep our contractor's license. And one thing that they brought out in the class was that appraisers can't see what's in the walls. Right. So uh, if you upgrade the foam or instead of putting a 1,500-sear furnace in and you put a 2,000-sear furnace in, make sure you have this documented to give the appraiser so he can up, you know, raise the cost of the house appraisal-wise because of the amenities that you've put in it. Right. But, and generally, the county, the county can, can uh, up your property values or uh, your uh, appraisal if you get something done that you need a, uh, a permit for. Right. They're quick to come around to, um, to appraise you higher if you've gotten a permit. So they can track that, but they can't track, I guess, the, how much it's, how much what's actually inside the house is now costing. Exactly. Well, Virginia, I know you called in about lumber prices, and I really appreciate that. Um, because you called in, are you going to be upset if I put you on the spot? I'm going to ask you a question uh, going on in the news. So completely unrelated to lumber, what's going on with the taxes with the mileage? Oh, my goodness. That's uh, an idea we have beaten back for years. 
Here's the problem. Washington does not have a revenue problem. It has a spending problem. This $1.9 trillion package that was just passed that was called COVID relief, only basically 1% of that was for COVID. Now, you could say 9% of it was dealing with health care because there was some money in there for health care, mostly for uh, Native American um, health care programs. So we could say another 8%. But only 1% went for production of COVID shots or COVID vaccines and distribution. 1%. So 9% of the bill was for health care. The rest of it was to pay off promises made. I mean, there was money in there, $86 billion to pay for union pension funds. Um, I don't have my whole list in front of me. $350 billion going to states and localities, money that, that they don't basically need, and they should be looking after their own. I mean, California's got a $12 billion surplus right now. If you've read the news, you know North Carolina's got a surplus. But there was a little string attached to that saying, if the states take this money, they can't lower their taxes. Now, North Carolina's been doing a great job of lowering its taxes. I, I give credit to uh, to our legislature for lowering taxes, and that's why the economy's doing so well in North Carolina. It's just booming. But um, now, to pay for that $1.9 trillion, they are are going to raise taxes, and they want to raise taxes for highways by putting in a mileage tax. The only way you can put in a mileage tax, again, this gets complicated, is to be monitoring people's behavior That's, and activities. Yeah. Now, well, you know, I'm going to tell post, you. Posted on Facebook, I drive 20,000 miles a year. don't want an invasion of their privacy. And everything that's going to happen with this administration is going to be an invasion of your privacy. And, by the way... When the government spends money, it borrows money. There is no money. This is not manna from heaven. People think I got that $1,400 check from the federal government. No, you borrowed $1,400. That's what that amounts to. You borrowed. That's your share, additional share, of the $23 trillion in debt. So when you put that $1,400 in the bank or spent it, just know you're going to have to pay it back one of these days. Right. And the way you pay it back is through taxes. Sure. Uh, that's the only way you can do it. Again, I'm not a whiz at economics. But, and the other thing is, it's taking money out of the private economy. And when you take money out of the private economy, what you do is cause inflation. So prices are going to continue to go up. Right. So the prices of lumber, the prices of everything, food, and, and now that you've seen the prices of gas go up already, I mean, what was gas about two twenty yep. uh, the first of the year? Now it's uh, it's two eighty nine out here in Fosco. Um, I drove into Boone, paid two sixty nine for it. Uh, but inflation is going to hit. Well, that's and uh, that fourteen hundred dollars is going to disappear pretty quickly. I, I will say this. So this is kind of. Uh, kind of hit your point so you know my girls have been wanting to uh to get a bunk bed They're, they want to get like a loft bunk bed we've been putting it off for a while and 
So when we got the stimulus check, we're like, okay, well, we'll, we'll so we've been pricing them, you know, for the last five months, right? Just kind of looking for a good deal in one, that kind of thing. And Kicking just, the tires. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just never really did anything. And the the bed that they were wanting was like $400. Well, the next week, like when we actually got the check and we were like, okay, let's go ahead and buy them, you know? It jumped up to like seven hundred dollars. It did it was like three almost three hundred dollars difference in a week. Yeah, you know, and it's and it, and I know it's supply and demand. You know, like that right. that's you know that's it. But yeah, when it went down to four hundred dollars, probably a lot of people wanted to buy them. Yep, and so they said, "Aha! Well, we got a demand here. Yep. We can shoot up the price." Exactly, and so. they did. So. And, it, and so you see that your fourteen hundred dollars didn't go as far as you thought it was right. going to go. Yeah, definitely will. So yeah. that's what we're dealing with here. Again, it's it's not it's a zero sum game. That's it. That's, that's exactly what it is. Well, Virginia, when we, the government's involved. We appreciate. Now, I say we appreciate you calling in. I've got a break. We got to hit up. Well. Um, hey, so uh, you you had mentioned Teresa and her business. We've had her on in the in the, in the past. Gosh, yeah. I saw the sign. She's going to open up this week, huh? April first. Yep. Nice. And uh, they're already. She was out there yesterday trying to get ready for it. Going crazy. She's just. It's frustrating again. Is again, Randy can testify when you're in the private sector. It's uh, it's a little tough. But the rewards are great, and that's why most people stay in it till it gets to be so tough you got to get out. But um, the demands are great; people wanting things all the time and don't understand why they can't be first <laughs> or only. <laughs> so um, it's it's tough, but the rewards again in the past have been greater than. Um, and then the punishment. That's it. Well, so, um, I love being in the private sector and um, love talking to people in the private sector, watching them create jobs, watching them do good things for the country. Um, God bless them all. So, but we're in for, I think, some more tough times, but we live in the best place in the world for dealing with tough times. During the Depression, during other times, our area always fared better because the people here could cope with it. That's it. Well, Virginia, we're going to head to a break. Thanks again for calling. Sure. God bless you. I, I know I called at a bad time. Oh, no. Anytime's I'm good. i got to head down the mountain in a minute. Going down to Guest County today. So. All right. We'll drive safe. Later. Love listening to your show. Appreciate it. Take care. Drive safe. All right. Bye-bye. Randy, we'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And appreciate our callers. Give us a call, 262-1567. Getting back into the, the hardwood flooring and, and the prices of it, Randy. So one thing I was going to kind of mention there uh, a little bit ago was, it, it, again, I, I mean, it, 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 economics is supply and demand. I get that. 
Um, but the thing, part of that is, is with this COVID stuff, it's like it's, it's created this bubble of demand, right? There's people stuck at home. Well, flooring is one of those things that some, a lot of DIY people, um, you know, they're, they're doing it themselves. They're, they're adding flooring. And so it, it it's sort of like, uh, what we talked about with, you know, with, with just some of the, the, the pressure treater, the two by fours and, you know, this, you know, there's sort of the, the generic lumber is you got people who are able, who are stuck at home now. And they're looking at that carpet or they're looking at that flooring and they're like, oh, let's let's make it better. And let's we got the time to do it now. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people out. You know, there's there's like that bubble of of, of demand where people are all of a sudden that lots more people in general are wanting to get stuff done. And so or and can get the stuff done. Well, you know, I have nothing wrong with people doing their own work. That, to me, that's considered sweat equity. Right. All right. Because that's improvement on your house that you're not paying somebody, but that's the reason they put instructions on a box. Yeah. Okay? It's not for us guys that do it for a living, but it's for you homeowners. And, you know, one thing I want to bring up is is if you're considering doing your own project and you don't have any idea about codes or Mm -hmm. stuff like that, you can look on North Carolina and pull up the North Carolina Residential Code book. Anybody can. Okay? So you can read it yourself. Uh, the North Carolina Home Builders Association got the state to do that. They pay for this to be published for online for people because, you know, a lot of the problems I find in the industry is that somebody did it themselves, but they didn't. Let's say let's, we're going to put pre-finished hardwood floor down. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, they put it says you got to put a vapor barrier under, yeah. which, you know, we always use black felt. Yeah. You know, that was the number one, Mm -hmm. uh, 15 weight, because it's cheap. Well, the only thing with that is it had so much uh, asphalt in it that it would track your floor, and you had to be careful. Yep. (laughs) But then they've come out and decided they've put, going to, they made a product similar to it, black, felt the same, but when you roll it out, it lays flat, and and it doesn't, you you won't track your your floor. Well, and and there's also, you know, and again, that's, um, it's just like any, any, anything in the in the construction industry there, there's brands and and you know alternatives um there's quite a few paper uh, uh, barrier uh, vapor bar- barrier products out there um there's there's one in particular it's like a whitish paper it it kind of reminds me of like a parchment paper i mean it's thicker it's yeah. a lot different but it, it's very i mean that that's as far as like what every you know everybody uses like that's the closest i can think of but the reason i'm um, getting to it is because we've took up hardwood floors and they're six mil plastic. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. There, there's, you know, there, there's, there's alternatives, but there's alternatives to do it right. Correct. And, and if you use plastic now, you've caused this flooring to start sweating. It from sweats. Uh huh. And the yeah. other product doesn't allow it to sweat. Yeah. And uh, another problem we're finding out here today is is people installing it incorrectly. And in, incorrectly, what I mean by that is. They're running their hardwood floor in parallel with their floor joists because mm-hmm. it because it looks better, like, right? Like, like I, I I used to run into that all the time, and you know, it's, well, it would just look better. So, well, it would. I mean, I get what you're saying, but there's a function, you know, and 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 you if you wanted to do right, there's a reason why you go with across the joists, like, right? Correct, and, and uh, that's that's because of a good illustration is is you're building a house and it rains. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's, it rains for two weeks, and the water sets on it. Even though OSB is 
supposed to be exterior product for flooring it and it will saturate so much yep but then what we call the floor joists is the high yep the osb is its uh bellies that's you know that's the valley so yep. if you lay your floor parallel with it you got highs and lows and every time and what we're seeing is a lot of uh the pre-manufactured floors not necessarily prego because you know it's a top line right. it's hard to lock right but some of that you know, at I one know time we could get it for forty nine cents uh, a square foot. I know foot, where you're going with this, and it uh, unlocks itself. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. when you lay it perpendicular to your floor, it locks real good, and mm-hmm. it doesn't move, and it's stable. Then the whole floor moves together, not yep. individual pieces. Well, and two, what one thing I've noticed too is, especially on the laminates, but even the hardwood is like when when you run it parallel over time, right? Because because typically. And this is just as I mean, this every situation is different. But typically, you see that in hallways, right? Like the people wanted to run it long ways down the hallway, um, you know. And then, and given the house and the, and the joist has just the, you know it runs parallel. Well, what do you do in the hallway? Do you walk on the edge of the hallway or do you walk in the middle of the hallway? That's right. And another thing too is uh, <laughs> that floor will continuous, continuously move the rest of its life. Yeah, and and that's what and you see that and. You know, as that weight or, um, you know, the, if you've got, I mean, I, a refrigerator, right? Like, the, I mean, every house is different, but like if you've got something heavy, it's going to push that, you know, that, that flooring down or that, that subfloor down. And, and, and it, it's slight. I mean, sometimes you don't even notice it. But when you start running boards parallel with it, 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 it magnifies everything. Correct. And, and you can see it. And it looks like you got an ocean. It, especially in the sun mm-hmm. you know how many floors have you finished yeah that somebody else has installed you've not mm-hmm. and you stand back and look at it in the sunshine and you see every ripple in it because the floor was installed correctly 100 percent, 100 percent. you know and it's uh well and, and well the sun itself when it comes to to hardwood floors is well, you know, make or break. You know, for <laughs> come at five o'clock right here. You see this. You don't see it any other time of day. That's it. And uh, you know what? The sun is, is a greatest thing there is, but it's also can be a contractor's <laughs> nightmare, right? Because you know, now we're going to uh, LED lights. It don't show the right places on the wall like yeah. incandescent does. Because you know, we always walk around the house with an incandescent light because yep. it shows every flaw. Yep. And then if they put eggshell paint on it then it multiplies it by two right so <laughs> that's it but but you know i mean it, it's hardwood flooring's gone up i mean it, it, and that's just the nature of the beast and um you know we, we unfinished and pre-finished you know i i still think overall there's uh price wise there's very little difference in the two when you when you figure in all the extra costs um and to do it right um you know it Pre-finished kind of takes on this whole like it's cheaper option, but that's because most people don't sand it right. Like like right. you talked about that sweat equity, ninety percent of the time, even contractors right. Like a lot of contractors will install pre-finished themselves, and so even though it's not really sweat equity, it's like it's in their own house right. Like yeah. you, you know it comes out of your own pocket. Uh, you're playing you're paying your employees instead of paying a, well, a subcontractor you're not right getting dust everywhere yeah. and stuff yeah uh, so i mean there's definitely advantages but i, I mean you know it, it's far as a, a broad paintbrush um when, when you when you talk about the the total cost of a job pre-finished versus uh, unfinished and, and then finished on site 
generally speaking, and there's there's tons of choices that that make this false, but um, generally speaking, there's not a lot of price difference in the two uh, when you figure out whole whole floor. Um, well, right now there probably would be. They're a little bit. Yeah. How much? How much sand and? But how much is urethane? But see, that's what I was getting. That's where I was going. Is urethane and, and, and you know the the various products just like everything else has gone up now. As an industry, you're starting to shift away a little bit from the uh, the petroleum, you know, the the uh, the, the oil based products. Yeah. Um, but they've certainly gone up. I mean, go look at any oil based paint or, or polyurethane in the store, right? It's jumped up prices. Um, you're starting to see. I mean, and this has been a trend for the last. 15, 18 years now, uh, you're starting to see a trend of more water-based products in flooring because they've 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 they're better. You know, yeah, they're, they're to, harder. They're, they're harder. Yeah. than oil based. And, and and back in the day, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, wasn't the case. You know, and and and, and but technology has come along on that that front, and uh, certainly it's better products. But anyway, I, you know, I mean, I'm a wood floor guy. I'm not going to tell you to, to not do it, um, but it's it's just like everything else. Lumber prices have changed. Well, just remember, a cabin grade is a cabin grade. It is yeah. not a select, and it is not a number two or a number one. That's it. That's it. We need to, uh, maybe one day we'll have to do another show on uh, grades of, of wood. Remind people of that. Yep. There you go. Well, another show in the books. We appreciate all of our callers, all of our listeners out there, and we will see everyone next time. See you later. Thanks for tolerating. That's it. Bye. Thanks for listening to our show today. All About Home Construction airs live on WATA in Boone every Saturday morning. Please like and subscribe to this podcast.